I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well. Are you stressed out now that the holidays are over as the credit card bills are pouring in? Or maybe you've had some hidden expenses. Maybe you're just wanting 2023 to be a year that you're living more well financially. <laughs> you are not alone. I have definitely been convicted of some of the superfluous spending. I love that word, superfluous. Superfluous spending that I have been doing and Whenever I'm in a season where I've been shopping a lot, I almost want a detox like when I've been eating bad and I want to detox and cleanse out my body. I have been wanting to cleanse my budget since the first of the year and I hope that these tips that I have for you today and just the conversation that we're going to have helps you feel excited about maybe living a little bit more sparse for a couple of months, maybe even this whole year. Maybe you need to get your budget back on track. So I have had a bunch of extra expenses these last couple months, plus the holidays, but I also have a little announcement. I am now working at a financial firm. <laughs> it sounds like a bigger, bigger announcement than it really is. My husband's financial firm, RP Davis Wealth Planning Group, was in need of some admin work, some getting the cases ready, running my husband's calendar. And because of some extra expenses that have come in, and just because I wanted to understand more of his business, I have stepped into that role since the first of the year. Um, his old assistant had a baby, and we totally understand her wanting to spend more time with her baby. But I feel like I can get podcasts out much quicker than I did at the beginning. And my doTERRA essential oil business is really running itself. We have our, our metabolic health program all written, so we get people into that. And I can do wellness consults with the oils and the coaching that I do. And I still have a couple hours a day of where maybe I'm scrolling social media and I'm just wanting to feel a little bit more disciplined and I thought that it would just be fun to take on something that I've never taken on. But it has gotten me to think so much more about finances as I see people schedule reviews and just the people that save so much money that really make really great decisions with their finances. And I just know that it's something that we all struggle with from time to time, but that we all have a value to just be better with our money. Or maybe you are just super stressed about money right now. <laughs> maybe it was a very expensive season and you are wanting to cut the spending. So I have a couple ideas for you. Number one is to talk to your family about it. I think sometimes we have some shame. We maybe don't want our kids to know that 
A lot of bills have come in, but I think it's good for kids to know that money doesn't grow on trees, to use a a (laughs) saying from my dad as a kid. But I think that it's good for kids to know that there are seasons of plenty and there's seasons of want and that it's good to sometimes button it up a little bit for them to understand that there's some self-control involved and there's just seasons where it's really good to live a little bit frugal, fruglier, that's not a word, a little bit more frugal and to kind of embrace it. So just say, you know, we're going to find some things that don't cost a lot of money. Maybe we're not going to eat out or we're only going to eat out one time a month. I think it's so good for kids to learn some adult discipline and for them not to feel like we're going broke or we can't pay our bills or we're going to lose our house. That it's, it's nothing dramatic like that. It's just, it's time to tighten things up a little bit when we're in a season of spending, especially with inflation teach them a little bit about that. That would be a great lesson. And then just as a family, let's work together to maybe see how much money we can save or not spend together and make it something kind of fun. And then if you want to kind of go all in, I have taught (laughs) my family this month when they said, hey, can we this? I'm like, nope, I'm on a spending freeze. And I've just told them that. Like, I'm not doing a lot of those extra things. I'm not shopping. Amazon has not been coming to the door every day the way that they were in November and December. Um, I've also taken a break from getting my nails done or getting my toes done. I've just taken a break a little bit. It's nice to just take a break, just kind of freeze the spending, not do all of those extra things. And I think that it's good as a family that we realize all of the extras that we do that don't are not needs, but they are wants to teach our kids the difference of a need and a want and to have a time where we're just focused maybe on staying home, especially in the winter. Isn't that a perfect time? We wear closed-toed shoes. Why do we need our toes done? Um, It's just a time where we can spend more time eating soups, and staying home and cozying up. Even here in Florida, we've had some cool days. And so it's just nice to feel that change. And we have all the chaos of Christmas, the decorations everywhere, the wrapping presents, doing all the things. And then when you take Christmas down, the house looks minimalist just naturally. And so it's good to do that in our budgeting as well. So another way of doing this is to just plan some cheaper meals rather than, you know, eating maybe red meat or some meals that are more expensive. Just try to not make it comfort food because we don't want to gain another 10 pounds in in the winter months. But just some cheaper meals where maybe we're getting chicken instead of steak or we're buying the things that are a good deal at the grocery store. Another way to save so much on your food is to also meal plan so that let's say you need a hoagie roll for a meal on Monday and you're also making something else on Saturday, you can buy the big package at Costco, freeze the other part of the package or cheeses or meats or different sauces. Sometimes we can make with leftovers the meal into something else the next night. And it's just saving. It's just being more efficient and more effective with our spending. So those are just a couple ideas if you are really wanting to cut back right now to talk to your family about it, plan some free activities, 
to do a spending freeze, to take a break from doing a bunch of the extra treatments and going out, and planning cheaper meals and meal planning in general. But what if you're like, okay, I'm not even, I don't even have a budget. I don't even know if I spent more or less. I just kind of spend and just figure it out, right? And I'm always living paycheck to paycheck and I'm always frustrated. Then I cannot encourage you enough to track your spending. Just like if you feel like you have more, no time, you need to track your time to find out what is taking all of your time away. So with your spending, Write down, I have a spreadsheet that I use where I track every different heading. So I track when I eat out, I track my gas, I track my groceries, I track how much I'm spending on clothes, how much I'm spending on haircuts, how much I'm spending on the kids' sports for the month, how much I'm spending on things like getting my nails done or clothes for myself. Everything has a heading and I go through my checking account and I go through my credit cards and I track every single dollar. So then I can really, really tell what needs to be dialed in, what maybe is going on my credit card that has just been charging me month after month and I didn't even realize that it was happening. I just, I think that it's so beneficial to know the true facts and to track every single dollar being spent. So after you track everything, then go through and cut. Cut the things that you don't need anymore. Or maybe you're seeing, oh my gosh, when we eat out twice a week, that ends up being, you know, I have a family of seven. Not all of us are together all of the time. But when we eat out a lot as a family, it's at least $150 each time we eat out. And so... Um, Or maybe you have date night, you know, Bobby and I have date night every week and it gets really expensive, but maybe we're just going to eat something at home and then go out for a cocktail or go out for dessert. There's a lot of different ways that you can cut that spending. And a lot of times it's with that spending freeze, just like, you know what? I don't need clothes this month. I don't need to get my nails done like we talked about. And then once you cut your spending, I totally recommend setting a goal for your spending. So maybe you've cut about $200 and you decide that, you know, what I'm going to do is put $100 a month into whatever you is, is a dream for you, whatever you're dreaming about. Maybe it's a vacation. Maybe it's a new couch. Maybe it's a new living room rug. And you are setting that money aside. Maybe you want to take the cash out and put it in an envelope, put it in a safe or put it under the mattress like they did in the old days, but you want to keep that money separate because you want to save for something big and you know that if it's just in the checking account, it just goes so quickly. So as soon as you know where your money is going, then you can reallocate that spending for something that you're really, really excited about and give yourself a little savings challenge that's gonna be really, really exciting in the long run. So after you have tracked your spending and then cut it and learned the things that you want to save for, you might be thinking this has been depressing and there's just not enough coming in. And I would really encourage you to look at it, to maybe think about your career, think about where it's going, and maybe think about something that you're really passionate about and maybe find another stream of income. I know that as times have gotten tough, there's a lot of things that you can dip in and out of, like maybe driving 
um, Grubhub or Uber Eats or some kind of little extra income. I know since I've been with doTERRA for so many years, I know that when women want to earn some extra money, they will host a class and they'll start to see that if they share the oils, they don't necessarily have to do it part-time or full-time, but just sharing oils a little bit on the side or maybe there's another product that you're really interested in in sharing. Now remember, if you treat something like a hobby, it's just going to pay like a hobby, just a little bit extra money. But if you treat it really seriously and like a business, it can pay off really, really in big ways. So maybe thinking of something that you can do to earn extra money. To be honest, sometimes it's even selling things to go around your house and be like, we have not used this air fryer in forever. It's brand new. You put it on Facebook Marketplace or maybe kids' old bikes. Or when my kids were little, I used to make so much extra cash by going to the consignment shop and selling the clothes that they had outgrown. I always had these little ways of just getting some extra spending money when times were tight or just because it was kind of a hobby. So think of ways that you can maybe earn money. And saving money is the same as money earned, but sometimes those little extra little streams of income can make such a huge difference and is such a a blessing. So please don't be discouraged. I know that sometimes when money is tight, it can really get you down. But God is so good. He promises to give us our daily bread. He doesn't say that he'll give us bread for the next year in backstock. But that daily bread is something that he promises us. And maybe just having some different views about money that it doesn't have anything to do with your worth or your value. Money is just a currency for goods and services exchanged. It doesn't have as much power as we give it. But when we are wise with it and when we do some simple, simple things, we can turn the whole ship around. And so you can listen to this and a month later be in a very different position if you just make some different decisions and change your attitude and your mindset about money. So get creative. Find something that you're dying to save for that would get you so excited that would make living frugally a little bit more exciting. And then find that other stream of income, something that lights you up, that who knows, it could turn into something really, really big for you. Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore.